William, you're gonna make yourself sick or get yourself killed. Multiple trails. Just you and me now, sport. One hunter. I'm gonna find you, damn it. FBI agent Will Graham. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. I am your host, James Ryan, and on today's episode of the podcast, I am going to be discussing 1986's Manhunter, directed by Michael Mann, the first Hannibal movie ever made, uh, based on the novel Red Dragon. I was able to check this one out on the Criterion channel. It just left, um, but I'm sure it is streaming elsewhere. Uh, Before I get into that, I do want to talk about movie releases this week. There wasn't too much new in the world of movie trailers, so I'm really just going to talk about movie releases. Um, But before I do that, I do want to talk about a couple of kind of special events coming up on the podcast. The first being there is going to be a new director series, and this is going to take a while. There's only going to be three or four episodes a year, hopefully four is the game plan, um, in which I focus on a director. Um, I watch their entire filmography, which will take some time depending on the director, and then kind of break down these just the, their filmography, um, what I think about each movie, their top five, kind of that maybe their bottom five as well. Um, I haven't worked out the format entirely, um, but needless to say, it's going to focus on a director starting at the very, very first film that they made and going all the way until whatever their newest movie is. Um, And I am starting off with none other than Steven Spielberg. Uh, 34 films, 34 films. I am done with one of them. Uh, And that is 1971's Duel, uh, which I actually had a really good time with. Uh, But if you want to be crazy like me and you want to watch some Steven Spielberg movies, uh, that episode is planning to air on September 1st. Uh, That is the game plan for right now. Um, And then there will be another episode in early December as well. But yeah, for the first director's kind of spotlight episode, it is going to be Steven Spielberg on September 1st. So hope you can join then. The other big news is October 31 Halloween movies in 31 days is back. Uh, There are going to be 31 mini episodes of Ryan's reviews breaking down uh, whatever horror movie I watched that day. I have seen a lot of the mainstream horror movies now, so it's kind of I'm working on a list right now, but it is this this year is going to be some pretty obscure choices. I am going to revisit um certain horror movies that i really really enjoy um but for the most part it's going to be new kind of more out there titles movies that for the most part i haven't even heard of um so yeah 31 halloween movies in 31 days it's back i used to do it uh years ago i did it for three or four years straight um so i'm super super excited to get that started again Uh, Movie releases. There are two big ones um, for this week, and that is Ruby Gilman, Teenage Kraken, which looked absolutely horrible and is sitting at a 65% on the tomato meter. Uh, So that is not very good for an animated kids movie. Usually those are more like in the 80s or 90s. So definitely not going to be seeing that one. Um, And the other one, the other big, big release is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Spoiler alert for later on in the podcast. I may talk about that on the outro. Uh, So um, I'm excited. 
I'm reasonably excited about it. Um, I know that it's not supposed to be anything incredible, um, but I'm just expecting a good time. But anyway, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, before getting into Manhunter this week, I did check out some other movies as well. Um, one that I want to talk a little bit more on next week's episode of the podcast um, because I liked it so much and I really want to process it some more and give my thoughts on it. And that is Past Lives, A24's latest uh, romantic movie. And this movie is at a 94 on Metacritic uh, for a reason. Uh, this could very, very well be end up being my favorite movie of the year. Um, absolutely incredible um, in terms of dialogue. I mean, it's a very quiet film. Uh, maybe I'll just talk about it now. Maybe I'll just talk <laughs> anyway, um, just because I'm so excited about this movie and I think everyone should go see it. Um, it focuses on two childhood friends. Uh, they're both Korean uh, living in Seoul, I think. And anyway, the um, it's one boy, one girl. The girl ends up moving to the United States with her family and they and the boy and the girl end up losing touch. Uh, they reconnect years later and are starting to possibly have a long distance relationship and they're trying to figure out a time that they can go and see each other. Um, but that doesn't work out. And there's a lot of time jumps in this movie and there's no like high stakes drama. There's nothing super, super exciting here. Um, but just the, the focus on dialogue and just how realistic I think this, uh, the relationships in this movie are and just how well thought out the dialogue and how philosophical it is at times. And it's just a movie that is going to really cause you to think and think about life and think about those small moments and think about how things could have been, um, how things could be different if this decision had been made or this decision had been made. Um, it's just absolutely fascinating. Um, it's heart-wrenching at times, for sure, um, especially as the film nears its conclusion. Um, but this is a movie that I had been waiting some time to see. Um, it was definitely one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and it is finally you're finally able to see it in theaters. I would highly, highly recommend going to see it. Um, when I make my top 10 movies of the year list, I am sure it is going to be at the top or very, very close. Um, so please, please check out Past Lives. Um, even if you think it's not going to be a movie for you necessarily, it's just, it's it's definitely going to be one of the best movies of the year. Um, apart from that, uh, I watched a couple other things. I watched Hereditary again, which I was going to save for my October series, but I had read the script and really wanted to watch it again. Man, that movie, that movie remains just extremely dark, a very, very difficult watch. I, I still feel like Tony Collette was just absolutely robbed. Um, and that is, that horror movie is just, it's so good. Um, for Ari Aster, for that to be his directional debut, if you've not seen that movie and you can get through horror movies, I mean, this movie, I like, it goes to such dark, dark places. I don't know. I don't know if like there's no there's no enjoyment to be had. Um, but if you're a fan of like I don't know, really, really well crafted horror movies that are actually scary, I think Hereditary is that. Um, the performances, everything about this movie is just like, ah man. If I was making a top five horror list, it would be very, very close to the top. 
It's scarier than The Shining. It's scarier than The Exorcist. It's scarier than Alien. It's the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, so and maybe that's just me, um, but the movies that really kind of dig in and just don't leave the movies that you maybe you watch it and you're like, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. But then that linger and stay with you, that that is something that very, very few movies do for me. Uh, and this one does. So, I mean, that's the highest recommendation I can give for it. So, uh, and then let's see, did I watch anything else? I'm sure I did. Oh, I mentioned for the Spielberg thing, I watched Duel. I think that's it. Uh, next on the Spielberg list is 1974's Sugarland Express. Uh, maybe I'll give a few little updates here and there. Um, getting ready for that September episode, but yeah, Sugarland Express and then Jaws, and then I think Close Encounters is next. This is the thing about the Spielberg series is this is probably going to be the last time I ever watch some of these movies. Um, I've avoided War Horse for years. Uh, time to watch War Horse. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's just some of these. Like I'll always watch, go back to Jaws, but like. Schindler's List, definitely the last time I'm going to be watching that. Uh, the Indiana Jones movies, probably the last time I watch those ever. Um, so this is kind of, yeah, this is closing out um, a major, major chapter in movie history. So anyway, I'm excited for that episode. It's going to be a lot of work. Uh, it's going to be a pretty long episode, that's for sure. Um, good, a lot of work is going into that one. Um, but anyway. Hope you can tune in for that one. Um, on to the main event, and that is 1986's Manhunter, directed by Michael Mann. Uh, this tells the story of F- FBI agent, FBI profiler Will Graham, played by William Peterson, who I have never seen in another movie. Um, I was just looking at him. I'm like, I have never seen you in anything. Um, and I think he does reasonably well in this part i feel like his acting from time to time was a lacking a little bit um but you also have brian cox um who a lot of people know from succession now um he plays hannibal lecter hannibal lecter is not given very much screen time um i can't remember with silence of the lambs how much he is given i feel like he's given a lot more um in this it's a yeah, Brian Cox is only in a few scenes and some of them are just voiceover. Um, like he's on the telephone and you see him maybe for a second and one or two shots. Um, but it's all about William Graham um, trying to work with Hannibal Lecter and solve the case of a serial killer uh, known as the Tooth Fairy. And it it's very similar, and I'm not Red Red Dragon, um, but it's very, very similar in sequencing and in kind of the format of Silence of the Lambs, which is definitely the most famous movie with Hannibal Lecter, of course, starring Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster, an absolutely incredible film. Um, one that, like Hereditary, uh, very dark and very difficult to watch. Um, but um yeah this movie like again very very similar story structure to that and that's not really a fair criticism but i definitely felt as though because i've seen this before um in in movies like silence of the lambs and i've seen this kind of format okay they're trying to solve the mystery they're getting down to that final little thing that they need to try and figure out um I felt like that did this movie a disservice and that's unfortunate because this movie kind of started 
it was the start of movies like this. And it's just the fact that I'm watching it after having seen others in the genre. Uh, it's not truly a fair criticism, but for me, I felt that movies that came after this had done it better. Um, and that's to be expected. Um, but the actual mystery and the actual like, tense, exciting elements in this movie work super well. Um, I, I liked the person and the character that they picked out to be the serial killer, to be the tooth fairy. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job at being this, like, what is this guy going to do next? Um, when is he going to just get violent out of the blue? Um, Will, Will Graham, again, his character is kind of, he, he was the one that actually caught Hannibal Lecter. I'm just giving a little background here. And he, going through that experience of catching Hannibal Lecter really did a number, did a toll on his mental well-being. He had to take a leave from the service and he doesn't want to get involved in this case of the Tooth Fairy. Um, but right when the movie starts out, it jumps into one of his old colleagues saying, we need you back, Will, we need you back. And reluctantly, or maybe not so reluctantly, he makes it seem like he's reluctant, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's itching to get back. Um, he ends up taking on the case. And it is interesting to see his struggle um, internally um, during the course of this whole investigation and him trying to get to the bottom of it. Um, I do like, and again, this makes the movie way more interesting that he is such a flawed character, um, but he, and he has things that he's fighting for and he has things that he is trying to do for himself and those around him. Um, but like I said, this, this movie, I think it's been done and done better. Um, if you want to watch a film though, that kind of set everything in motion and set up these serial killer movies. I think this is one of the first examples of this. I, again, there's probably movies that came before this that did similar things, but for what, yeah, I can't, I can't think of them or I haven't seen them. Um, the music here, let's see, I'm trying to think of some other things I could talk about with it. Uh, the music here, nothing super special, uh, wasn't super noticeable. Uh, cinematography was fine. Um, there were some pretty neat shots. Um, one in particular, after Will leaves um, the hospital after talking with uh, Hannibal Lecter, I thought that was a cool, cool shot. Um, but yeah, I, I think the script here is pretty strong. I think William Peterson's acting brings the movie down just a tish bit. And I think, like I've said twice now, I think the fact that you will have seen movies like this now, and there's so many things like this made today, um, will make this movie a little less entertaining for you. Um, that being said, it's if you are a fan of the series, if you really, if you enjoyed Silence of the Lambs as much as one can enjoy that, um, then I think this movie is worth checking out. Um, I'm not sure where it is available right now. It just went off Criterion. Maybe it's available. Um, on HBO or another streaming service. Um, but yeah, that, that's Manhunter. I had a good time with it. Um, thought the acting could have been better. Um, seen the story before, but still those tense action moments, the moments where you're supposed to feel some sort of dread or you're supposed to be anxious about something. I thought that worked very, very well. Uh, and that will do it for today's episode of Orion's Reviews. I will be back next week with this way fasten your seatbelt there might be some tablets you've taken your chances 
Made your mistakes. And now, a final triumph. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, the fifth and last installment in the Indiana Jones series. I'm sure they will find another an actor to replace Harrison Ford at some point, um, but this is at least the end of the Harrison Ford movies. Um, so I, I will check this out and review it on the podcast for next Saturday's episode. Um, I'm also going to be seeing Wes Anderson's latest uh, movie, Asteroid City. Um, so I'll be talking about that a little bit on the podcast next week as well. Uh, so hope you can tune in then when I review Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and Asteroid City. <laughs>